0: You guys don't deceive you I've not pressed the wrong button by mistake uh, that is the Ash down under intro because the last time we used that we were winning games and we binned it off for Bournemouth and lost yep. so I'm I'm a superstitious man I'm bringing down the intro for the Australia pre-season tour if we win out against Everton that intro will stay let me tell you um, Ash how are you mate you okay is that a cup, f- cup of tea in this weather a cup of tea I
1: know I know Chucky. awful but um, I prefer the French intro mate that's our last one
0: as well but yeah yeah I prefer it's the hope- French one but I, I can't it <laughs> It's a nice little omen for us, and we get back to winning ways tomorrow. Um, you've just been to the press conference uh, with Stephen Gerrard today uh, this afternoon. We'll only be yep. here for the next twenty minutes, so the same format as we did last week: press injury update, etc. Um, but just first of all, before we get into that, how are you feeling about about the game and, and after what we saw last weekend against Bournemouth?
1: Um, Gerrard's put me at ease. To be honest, Dan, he really has, has Gerrard. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's no no panic stations. No no. Um, a lot of glaring comments or anything like that as we, we honed on them Torah Ming stuff last week. It was all calm, cool, calm, relaxed. Okay, we need a result tomorrow. Yeah, we get that. And it's been a bit of, bit of a long week, what he said uh, earlier today. But gerard's calm. He's, he's fine. Um, he wants the supporters to support us, bring the noise tomorrow and get back to winning ways. And if we win tomorrow, I think Bournemouth's forgotten about. It's pretty much pretty straight away. So it was all very calm at Bodymore. Um, No, no snidey comments or anything like that or digging players out. It's all it's all focused on tomorrow and just getting getting the basics right again and big emphasis on set pieces this week in training. As we know, Villa have been falling short in that department defensively over the last few weeks, even in Ren as well. So, yeah, all very calm at More considering what's been a bit of a not traumatic week. It's been a bit of a bit of a. What do you how would you describe the week, Dan?
0: I don't know, a little bit disheartening maybe after all the pre-season optimism. I mean, I, we yes. spoke about this on Saturday or Monday or whenever it was, and people were going, oh, why are you optimistic ahead of the season? I we're never going to across the top six, blah, blah, blah. It's like, whatever you think of what the season might pan out to be, if you can't get excited ahead of a new Premier League season, then well, maybe football isn't for you. It's, it's optimism, isn't it? Everyone starts it is. At zero points. as reason to be excited. So to be... 1-0 down after two minutes against a relegation candidate and ultimately gone to lose the game. And it'd be a rubbish performance as well. Yeah. All the stuff with the post-match, and that was all we kind of focused on for, for the last week. So it does feel like we kind of dragged our heels the, the way through the week and kind of waiting for Everton, waiting for Everton. So I don't really like the 12.30 kick-offs, but I am kind of happy to get it done and out of the way. Let's start yeah. our weekend right, hopefully. There you go. Go there, you know, midday tomorrow. Have, have a burger or whatever, and, and watch Villa win. That's a that should be a nice Saturday for everyone. Good weather as well. Yeah. So, you know, they've done the talking now, but now so they've got to kind of put their their words into action on the pitch and and go and get that result.
1: Yep, you see, McGinn's take today as well. It was quite quite straight talking from McGinn as well. The captain. He said, "This squad of players, it's time to deliver now. So, um, the proof's in the pudding. We'll see you tomorrow. We need a big reaction, Dan, from everyone. Really, I don't think anyone." can tell they had a good game last week. So big reaction needed. All eyes on that team sheet at half eleven tomorrow. What's going to happen there? I won't spoil you little you think what you've got planned <laughs> here. Don't worry, I won't go into team just yet. <laughs> but yeah, need a big reaction and um need some of the something for the crowd to feed off as well. Expected mm-hmm. crowd tomorrow. Sell out. Glorious day again in the sunshine. First 10-15 minutes, give us some, give us some
0: it's a goal. An early goal would really settle any kind of any potential yeah. nerves. There, I think. Um, I said last Friday I'd do some little graphics because we we're going to do these in, in segments for the show. So let's play the first one, the presser. Uh, we touched on it. Touched on it a little bit already. You said the mood was was pretty calm over there. This game is massively dominated by Gerard versus uh, Lampard. Though, isn't it? The midfield battle. Can they play together for England? Now they're in the dugout against each other. All that kind of stuff. Um, the cliches are out. It's the most played fixture in English football. Two, two big clubs not doing so well in recent times. Blah, 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 blah. I'm a little bit kind of, you know, whatever about that. I want to go and see us win. I don't care about Lampard. Yeah. I don't care about it being the most played fixture. I want to go and see it'll be better than they were last week.
1: Yeah. The national boys in the radio stations all jumping on the, the Gerard Lampard narrative it dominated the press conference today, to be honest. Big large sex, uh, segments of the Gerard Lampard stuff and. When G- when Gerard first met Lampard for their England schoolboy days, and when he, when Lampard Lampard was at West Ham, but it's yeah, it's by the boy now. They're, they're both managers now, and and yet yeah, Gerard, even with it being Everton for him tomorrow, makes no difference. He wants to, wants to get a three points for Aston Villa, so big narrative around this one, as you say. But it's business as usual for the pair. I suspect a big game for both clubs, if, if you ask me as well. So that that was the presser today. Other um, bits from that. Press food was very good today, Dan. Massive, <laughs> massive, <laughs> massive burger. Big Daddy burgers. So, wow. yeah, really nice. A few of us in short. I wore shorts to the press conference for the first time ever today as well. I did get a telling off from Stephen, which was good. I think he, he knew it's quite hot out there. <laughs> so, um, that was good from the press conference as well. What else came up? Um, bits of Bob's transfers. Still looking. Got an eye on the market. Outgoings mm. will happen first. We've seen Can Kessler Hayden just join Huddersfield on loan. Good loan yeah, for I'll him. About that in a bit. Yeah, we'll see that in a bit. Um, yeah, what keeping an eye on the market. What else came up? Um, like you say, it's very Lampard, Gerard uh, heavy, to be honest. Tyron Mings, we've got the team news coming up as well. And yeah, all, all eyes on tomorrow and, and, and bouncing back in style.
0: Let's talk about injuries then, because kind of let me get you out of the hole, because that was the main discussion, really, that everyone's basically fit is the, is the injury update. Um, a little bit of one almost for fantasy Premier League players here. Uh, a little update for social media this year. I, I said uh, this year I was going to pay a bit more attention to it. I didn't quite realise how much attention people uh, you know, put Huge. on, like opposition pressures and stuff. There's people in our notifications today, like begging for details on whether Leon Bailey will play, what's happening with Coutinho, because they want to get their fantasy Premier League teams right. So yeah. you've been the one that's there. They've said there's a, a, pretty much a clean bill of health for everybody um, besides Courtney Hawes. So... We'll come on to team announcement stuff in a bit, but the injury news from, from the presser.
1: Yeah, Tom Mings had a scan on his groin, a doctor, um, to use the, the medical term, his groin on Monday. So he, he didn't train after the Bournemouth game. So see, that's what it's a bit of a surprise to see him on the bench, to be honest, because he was declared fit last week, wasn't he? Mm. But he, he had to have a scan on the Monday, missed Tuesday, missed Wednesday. So Mings is only trained twice this week, Dan, Thursday, yesterday and today. So he's had two full session Mings. A couple of the... Couple of the Colleagues at the press conference think Mings will start tomorrow. I don't know what you reckon regards that. The fact he's had two training sessions, that's all, and what and all the fallout and stuff, I can't see him coming straight in, but we'll see. It'll be a big bowl call from Charter throw Mings straight in uh, after last week's call and decision. So, yeah, Taro Mings had a scan. He's trained twice this week. Emi Buendia's fine now. He had a bit of an issue, didn't he, going into last week's fixture at Bournemouth. He's had a full week of training, Emi Buendia, and the only uh, the only absentee is Courtney Horses that's still out with a knee injury. So clean Bill of Health, lots of options for Gerard, which is good. And um we'll see what he does with the with the lineup and the system.
0: Hmm. We'll um talk about timings in our predicted 11 section a little bit later. Um but there's no kind of there was any further questions from anybody about the Ming stuff from last weekend. Because if again what we said earlier, look, this time last week we were talking about, you know, villa post that graphics and it I say everyone's fit and ready to go, and then at some point between that. And Saturday, Torah Mings picks up an eagle and then has a scan on Monday. So has anyone kind of digged any further in on, on, on Mings' status since?
1: No, not really. No no one did enough digging really. been been brief, there's no such fallout or anything like that. Gerard's words last week were taken out of context in, relo- in relation to Mings' injury. Is he fit? Is he not? Mm. I think I think I think that was the issue between the manager and player. Are you fit? Are you not? And they're both unsure in that sense. So no one really pressed Gerard too much on it today. Um, perhaps tomorrow, if, if Mings comes back in or he's frozen out again, we'll see on that one. But but yeah, it's as you were. Those that weren't involved last week: Your Tyrones, Ollie, Ollie Watkins, Emi Buendias, Douglas Suízes. They've all had a really good week of training, according to Gerard. So he, he, he referenced those names I've just said then and there. So that everyone's in contention for tomorrow fighting for shirts,
0: and it'd be, be amazing to see how many changes you'll make. My missus has just come back shouting me. I don't know what she wants. I've just had to say I'm on a Facebook Live, <laughs> so hopefully it's nothing too serious. Um, <laughs> commitment to the cause, everybody. Yeah. Um, we've got a sponsor. I'm going to flash okay. them up on screen. Nord VPN, they're sponsoring the next couple of podcasts. Um, I asked them to send us a script, and they said, we don't do scripts at Nord VPN. We want our users to uh, you know, use the product and then talk about it. I only found out about this this morning so i haven't used it so i can't sit here and go yeah use it it's great because i've got no personal experience but we do use vpns at work uh vpn is to keep privacy keeps all your details separate if you're on public wi-fi and things like that um you can also kind of change your location so that you know if you're on twitter and you get that pesky message pop-up saying this video clip is not available in your area you can move your location to an, another part of the world and and uh, kind of get get around that We've also got access to different things like the US's version of Netflix and Australia's oh. version of Netflix. So, um, when you were in Australia after preseason, you could have tuned onto the British VPN and watched like BBC iPlayer or whatever yeah. from your, uh, your your little bed sit in Australia. Yeah, um, we don't have a code. If you want to find it, it's in the description be- below. It's nordvpn.com forward slash and Blue. Um, and you will get an exclusive NordVPN deal to get a huge discount off your VPN plan and four months free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So they're our sponsor for this match preview and the next couple of podcasts. Um, let's go away from match day and back into the, the bulk of the discussion. Cancass Hayden out on loan. King and Davis linked with Watford. Courtney Hall's linked with Watford as well, I think. Um, let's talk away from Everton for a little bit and, and what else is going on in, in the Aston Villa world at the moment. I'll start with Can yeah, Kessler.
1: Can Kessler, yeah. He's gone to Huddersfield. He's in contention for his debut tomorrow. He can go straight in. He, he was registered in time for Huddersfield. They got stoked tomorrow. Good bone for him. Uh, Huddersfield got a, a good track record. Someone smashing pallets outside or something. That's <laughs> um, going on there. But yeah, uh, Huddersfield got a good track record. And again, what's going on? Um, they had Emil Smith throw from Arsenal previously, Levy Colwell, who's at Brighton now, so mm. they do look after Le- uh, Lone East, Huddersfield, to play them, they have faith in them. They're struggling at the moment, though, Dan, they've lost two out of two at Huddersfield, after last season. throw, so it's getting to the final, so I think I think Kessler Hayden will get plenty of game time, maybe a starter there. I think Villa want to see him have one more year in the Championship to, ahead of next season, having a really good crack at it. For me, I'm, I'm not sure what the right-back situation's like at the moment, you've got Matty Cash, And then I thought it was Kessler Hayden jumping at his heels. I I like Mm. Kessler Hayden. I've watched him a lot for the FA Youth Cup side over pre-season. I think he's got it. I think he has. Um, Bags of pace. Um, And and he's he's, he's developed now as well. So a bit of a surprise. I thought it was a bit of a surprise when that came through. Given Freddie Gilbert's situation, he's training with the 21 still, I believe. So... I should have pressed you on what's happening with Gilbert and the right-back situation. Didn't manage to do that. We're going to get two questions each, you see, so you've got to be careful with them. Um, so, yeah, the right-back spot. you think Ashley Young's there then, wouldn't you,
0: to fill in if it's not Cash? Yeah, it's a difficult one. I actually quite like the, the statement that Huddersfield said. Uh, it's from their head of football operation who said that young yep. players and, their, and clubs can see how their programme and environment has posi- po- positively impacted the careers of players like Chalabah, Smithrow and Colwell. So, it's yep. seen as a trusted destination for top-tier talent to grow and improve is something we should be proud of. I like that. It sounds like there's a good setup at Huddersfield. So, you know, yep. we'll see how he gets on. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a good move for Kessel Hayden, but not a great move for Villa. Is that I think how so. Like that was my first reaction to it, because if Cash gets injured tomorrow, God forbid, plays right back. Yeah, now, there might be some recall you know, option maybe to bring him back if there's a, an injury or whatever yeah. that we don't know about, which again, that would be fair enough. But for him to go for the season and not even to go in just till January and then kind of assess it. You've got Gilbert training with the under-21s, like you said, and not featured in pre-season really, so he doesn't seem like an option. So if Cash, does get, if Cash stays fit for the whole season, he'll play every single game. So it makes sense to loan out Kane Kessel. I don't know no that. that. Mm. I think he will, though. He's got Dean. He'll play every game at left-back. Yeah. If there's a backup left-back in the squad, they're not going to play. It's a difficult position to rotate, isn't it? Just for the sake of rotation. It's not like yeah. a field where you've got kind of six or seven players to go into three. Where even Cameron Archer will get minutes. as you know, If we play one striker, there's three options. That makes sense. Mm. It's like changing a goalkeeper, isn't it? It's right back will stay the whole way if they're fit, I think problem is if he does get injured, Consa can do a job at right back, I guess. So can Chambers and so can Ashley Young. But we both grimace on our face while we talk through that because it's yeah. not ideal, is it? So, you know, Thuston kane Hadwin might also not be the answer if Cash gets injured, but he would be the next logical step if that was to happen. Obviously, if Cash has a, a terrible couple of months, I'd want him to be out the side anyway. Like, I'm not just saying he's a guaranteed starter if he's fit, but yeah. you know, you'd expect him to do okay, play of the season last year, have, have a good season and feature again. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't make that much sense to Villa, I don't think, unless they're going to sign a right back or out of the blue, which then I mean, that's not going to happen, is it? So, it's a good move in terms of him getting minutes and getting out into the Championship and, and you know, having a good season over there, you'd hope. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, Huddersfield pick up a little bit. But yeah, it kind of feels like Vila left slightly short there. It does, yeah.
1: It does feel that way? Um, I can ask the manager probably tomorrow if there's a recall option there. There was a recall option in the Swindon deal he had previously, and then I think if he played well against Man City and Man City And Gerald called him back straight away. I want to have a look at you, and then he went out on loan again. So yeah, a bit of a bit of a strange one for me. Like, it's good for the player, of course. He yeah, of play. course. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think you're leaving Villa short if if Cash, pick, Cash picks up an injury. So And it's good for Villa long-term.
0: I mean, having a player yeah. go out and get some development, of course, as I'm not it's a bad low move for Villa, but in the short term, if Cash does get injured, if uh, uh, Poland at the World Cup... Yeah. Yeah, so if, let's say, he goes away to the World Cup and gets a niggle there and then misses, misses a, a crucial period in January or something, you'll be thinking, I wish we had Kai and kester Hayden around. Uh, there's a comment here from Jake saying that Young played about eight positions last year, but never right back. I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. saying <laughs> Young's back at right about but he's not playing there for us. No. Um, let's move away from that because it, it is a bit of a, a, a contentious thing. I think it's good for the player. To, on paper, it's good for the club. God forbid a cash injury, and then we'll we'll see what happens if that does yeah. happen. Or suspension. Um, yeah. Kenan Davis is the is the other one. Again, looks like a medical with Watford. Um, Feels a bit of a shame for Davis, to be honest. I, I don't think he's, I think for a couple of years you could say he's probably never gonna get a chance at Villa properly. Uh, definitely since, since Watkins has signed. Yeah. Um I thought it was all gonna be pointing to a permanent deal with Forrest the minute they got promoted. I thought um, that would be one of the first deals they wrap up. And then they're linked with Emmanuel Dennis from Watford today for twenty million, which is a good signing. So Davis going there to Watford to replace him effectively. Yep. Yeah. Forrest don't need him. They've signed about 100 players anyway. But it does feel like he had a good thing going there, and had a bit of a connection, and found some form. And I want him to have that. Hopefully, with Watford, because it's not going to happen at Villa now. Villa have moved move not. beyond his um, his ability, and he's not going to come back next summer and, and suddenly start playing for us. So no. he goes goes with best best wishes. It's, it's a season long loan, isn't it? I think with a yeah. Is his, is his contract up next year, or is it the year after?
1: Year after, so 2024. So he'll come back next yes. season, and then he got so, one yeah. year left. I think Villa will
0: cash in anyway. So cash in and get a bit of money if he does all right with Watford. If they get promoted as well again, it might be a similar scenario that they make that option permanent. If they go up and we get five or six million maybe for for a player on a, yeah. on the last legs of their contract. But I'd like him to go there and, and have a good time, score some goals, and, and find a connection with the club because it's not going to happen at Villa. But there's still time for him to make make a decent career for himself somewhere.
1: Yeah, just hope he stays fit now. Because obviously he's coming off the back of another hamstring injury. We didn't see him at all in pre season, did we? He was injured. He, he went over to the tour, but he did did um, personal work with, with one of the physios, so he didn't play at all. So he's a bit, bit behind. Would have been good to see him if he was fully fit, coming off the back of the Forest loan, f- coming back to the back of firing and being playing really well and catching games and playing with the Coutinho around him and holding the ball for us. Would have been good to see him over pre season, but we didn't get that. So. Yeah, needs he's getting himself fit now. We should have an announcement soon, really, with his, his loan deal to Watford. And yeah, I think I think it could be the last time we've seen Keenan Davis in the village, to be fair. Um yeah. wish him well, just hope he stays injury free. And like you say, he had a new lease of life last year at Forest. Forrest loved him, the fans loved him. I think I think Keenan loved it as well. All his all his social media posts, he, he got right behind it. And yeah, it was a shame they didn't turn that into, into a permanent deal. But the way now and I think I think championship is probably his level really and Wishing well for, for a successful season, yeah.
0: Yeah, likewise. Uh, and the other le- little bit of news away from match day that I wanted to mention quickly was uh, Douglas Louise. Sounds like a, a contract might be imminent for him. A three year deal has been reported elsewhere. Um, again, I think we've spoken about this to death for the last probably 12 months never mind the last couple of months about whether he should have a contract I agree I think a contract was, was worthwhile I think there was a player in there certainly playing a little bit more further forward now in a, in a hopefully better Aston Villa midfield yeah. um, and if nothing else it's a good financial decision to lock him down and then if he does want to move on next year if Villa don't hit the heights they, they want to we'll make more money on him than letting him go for free so makes sense around if that goes through
1: it also makes sense for me as well. I keep asking Gerard about it. You must be sick of it, <laughs> Dougie, Dougie. contract latest, Stephen. Yeah, got two enough. questions
0: a week as well. well that's yeah, one you can Right off straight away.
1: Just choose, choose, choose one up. So I'm, am buzzing as well. So yeah, looking, looking close now. Three-year deal, I believe. So I don't think it's imminent, imminence, but um, maybe into next week we should get some, some sort of com- confirmation. But yeah, things moving in the right direction with that one. Retains his value. No uncertainty around him moving elsewhere, like we had with the Carney situation. Yeah, it makes all, makes sense for all parties, and yeah, um, we'll see with that one. And yeah, should, should have an announcement soon. And obviously, finally tied up a bit of a saga as well. What's what's mm. happening? What's not happening? Who's who's linked with him? But now it's yeah, it would be good for him as well as a player he can settle down, he'll have three years on his deal, and he can kick on again. Hopefully, in in that number eight position and, and go, score some more goals for us and and now down that consistency we're all looking for from you. Mm.
0: There's a lot of people asking about. Um... Transfers, nothing is that. <laughs> really? I, don't, no. I don't really know what what to say. I still think we need a number eight in there. I think I think what we found out recently is that McGinn and and Ramsey are, are similar. I think they do very the same similar. job. is going to play. McGinn's probably going to play because he's captain. I'd like Ramsey. I'd like to see him push on again, but like we said, he's had a bit of a ropey pre-season, not really hit the heights of last season and even towards the back end of last season, to be fair. But obviously, still still talent in there. He's still still got a lot of mileage in his Villa career to go. Yeah. Um, but that is similar to McGinn. It's got to be one or the other and McGinn's captain, so he's going to play, you would assume. The other number eight for the moment is probably good, good, going to be Douglas Louise, and I think that's that's fine. But he's fine, good enough for a top eight, top seven push. Probably not. So I would like to see us sign one, but whether we actually do or not is uh, is another matter. What's left now? Two weeks, two and a half weeks. There's still yeah. time if something becomes available. But we keep saying about players gotta leave. Kankers is the first player to go in how long? Yeah. Yeah. Still maybe Gilbert, El Ghazi, Traore, exactly um I don't know, even a couple of loans as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got to see that movement before any incomings, I think. So it could be that you know we're all talking about Villa really getting their business done early. It might be that we are doing some business light as well.
1: Yeah, Joe, said it's a slow-moving market. He Said that uh, last week as well, and today, I didn't really expand on on me asking him and, and saying it. I think midfielder is the obvious one. He spoke about it himself. He wants to strengthen that area, so that's that's top of the list. Midfielder, no names in the frame, no no real links of late at all. So it's all gone quiet in that respect. I think I think it has been a bit, bit of a slow-moving market for the the players. Villa are trying to attract so. Yeah, uh, it's as you were in terms of transfers with more outgoings in the coming weeks rather than incoming. So, yeah, another 19 days, a couple of weeks left to go. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, I, th- I think we'll get one more in at least.
0: Yeah. Um, let's talk about predicted 11s then. Now, we're going to do this in two ways today. We've got a predicted 11 from you, which is what you think Gerard might opt for. And I've got a preferred 11, which is just for fun. <laughs> Uh, what I would do if I was in charge so I'll start with the predicted 11 first because I think that makes sense, this is what you think Gerard could do against Everton tomorrow do you want to talk us through it? Yeah I think I'll keep the
1: same back four you know, I think you look for a reaction from them after the Bournemouth, bit of a debacle down there, didn't defend well at all so come on then, uh, prove your worth here, in the midfield I've I've gone for Louise ahead of Ramsey, I think Louise works well with Coutinho better in terms of Mm -hmm. passing and finding him quicker Ramsey's more of a runner isn't he and I think positionally, Louise is better than Ramsey in that midfield three. And then I I think I was gonna originally at the start of the week, I said he might go two up front with Ings and Watkins, but looking at it now, I think I think Coutinho's a starter for him. We know we know that, you know, Gerard backs into the hilt. I think he might throw a Buendeer in tomorrow and go with two tens behind the Watkins. He's Gerard spoke really well of Watkins in, in his presser. Um so that, that edged me towards Watkins coming back in. He's had a strong week. And uh, I think he'll might lead the line tomorrow with Ings maybe coming off the bench or maybe Archer, see a bit more Archer as well. So I've gone with two tens beyond behind the Watkins, which is Wendy and Coutinho on the same pitch. I know it hasn't worked for large parts last season and he left more questions than answers. But tomorrow, you know, I think that's the way Villa might go.
0: Off the back of that, I think from Ever- from Bournemouth, I think there has to be at least one change. No, oh I think yeah, Watkins rings, I don't think Ings as a lone forward doesn't really make sense. So at least one change up for Watkins. But I'd like to see at least two with Ramsey for Louise as well. I think that yeah. makes sense. And you could argue Konza for for Chambers or Mings as a, as a three. Keep the system, yeah. but change those three. I think you could argue all three. Certainly has to be at least Watkins. I think if we start if we start with the same team and the same system tomorrow, Ings up front on his own, and Ramsey in there who's not done well are asking for trouble, I think, because we're going to be expected to try and break everything down. They'll be happy to let us have the ball, have possession and just sit there and counter attack. So it's obviously the onus is on us as the home side, the early kickoff in the sun to go there and put, you know, put them to the sword. Yeah. If we start with things up front on his own, we won't do that. So Watkins has to be at least the one change for me. Um, I like Watkins. I said in the pre-season preview, I thought he would get minutes out of the season, would start games. I back him to be top scorer over Watkins, but not as a lone striker. I think he's got to play with someone or yeah. at least have the two number 10s in your system close to him. There's no point having wide men who just isolate him because it's, it's not going to work. Um, I've put together a preferred leverage which I'm trying. I'm looking at it now on the little graphic down there and it's, it's <laughs> never going to happen The side I've picked, but I wanted to go a little bit rogue. Um I'll put it up first and talk through my options afterwards. So I've got Martinez, <laughs> uh, Dean, Cash, Carlos and Mings. Ings. Mara, yeah. McGinn and Louise, the same thing as you. And then I've got Buendia, behind Hopkins and Archer. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's never going to happen, is it? Because when Villa posted that update earlier of you know, is fit and ready to go, he's match fit, he's trained all week, I thought, yeah, that's all well and good, but... Gerald won't pick it, will he? <laughs> because he's not picked Wendy for, for ages to start on his own like that. You uh, might play in the two that you've picked with Coutinho, but he won't swap particular Coutinho for Wendy. I don't think I Think Coutinho starts every single game at the moment. So that won't happen. I
1: like that, I like that three, though.
0: I like that. Archer up front. I also don't think that will happen. If there's going to be two up front, it would be Watkins <laughs> and Ings. I think the midfield's fine, I agree with you. I think Louis in there for Ramsey makes sense, be that number eight and then sign a contract on Monday or whatever. That'd be a nice little nice little fairy yeah. tale there. Do something good on Saturday, sign the contract. Yeah. Then in the back, I like Mings and Carlos. I think that would be the first choice for me. I thought Chambers has been good in pre-season and, and is is a fair shout concert. I'm not too sure. We I think we said mm. last week like he should have been out for longer than he was, comes back yeah. early, plays like yeah. two games in pre-season and then starts against Bournemouth and we lose. So uh, him see. being dropped wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Ming's going back in though would be a surprise. Um, I think that's twofold in the terms that he's still maybe got a bit of an injury if he's only trained for a couple of days. So is he going to come straight back in? Probably not. And also I just think the bit of the fanfare from last week in terms of the comments and stuff to then bring him straight back in also doesn't really work because oh, no. Gerrard's got to stand by what he said last week. If he's fit enough and ready, he'll start. So if he's only trying two days this week, is he fit enough and ready? Probably not. So if he starts from this week, that would go against what he said last week. Yeah. But if I was picking like a, my perfect 11, I would like to see that. I think that would potentially score some goals, Brendan in behind uh, Archer and Watkins, but it's never going to happen. Um, if our two teams played each other, who would win? Um,
1: <laughs> so I call you yours to be fair. Archer and Watkins and Brindea, oh, yeah, got goals. Nice little awesome trio,
0: isn't it? On paper, yeah, yeah. But as we all know, football is not played on paper, it's played on grass, yeah. Um, I'd like to see what people think in the comments if they're watching this either live on YouTube now or, or watching it before the kick-off tomorrow. Obviously, it's an early kick-off, so if you are going to watch this preview, you need to get it in ASAP. I'm intrigued to see what people think. Um, Coutinho will play, I think. So if it is going to be Coutinho and Buendia, it'll be the the system you pick. But there's a lot of talk about Everton playing a back three. Yeah, with, there is. Uh, Cody in, in So one striker against three centre-halves. It'd make sense to play the two up there, I think. Watkins and Ings, probably. Yeah. Uh, get a bit of energy up there. Um, Oh, do you think the weather will affect things?
1: Yeah. It's, it...
0: it's going to be 32, 32, 32, 33 yeah. degrees tomorrow in Birmingham, I think. Peak, midday heat. Um Is that going to affect things? Will be water breaks? I would imagine. It's kind of sapped the energy. I, I only walked down to the shop before and I thought yeah. I'd lie down. So, no way I'll be running around in this.
1: Yeah, there will be a fast start to it tomorrow and then it'll soon, soon go down a notch. I think we could see all 10 subs being used tomorrow, five from both, both teams. Yeah. A lot of changes and, as you see me, Brentford, Leicester last week, I think Leicester are cruising. Brentford used all the subs and got themselves back into the game. So mm. we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I think, I think, yeah, the boys on the bench tomorrow need to be ready ready, ready to come on and, and try and affect the game in a positive way. So, yeah, it'll be very hot down there tomorrow, very stuffy. Um, but hopefully it's a good day and we're all smiling afterwards, Dan, yeah, as you walk off into the into the sunshine. So fingers crossed, yeah.
0: Um, um, talking of running around in this heat obviously we're doing our half marathon nice little graphic on screen now, I'll just put the link in the comments if you do want to donate to us or run in the half marathon next year, um, Pat texted me yesterday, he went for a run at like 1 o'clock, he said it was 30 degrees and he was like, I was dying for the last kilometre, I was like, are you mental? I know you've got to like get your training in and like get yourself ready, but going yeah. in this heat silly, I went this morning, I did two miles at half seven in the morning and that was hot Warm. So if you went, if you went yesterday, that's mental. You did one this morning as well, didn't you? Five, uh, five o'clock. It was still warm. It's mad. That I was in Sutton Park, and, like in between the bushes where
1: it's covered. It's like a radiator you're running through. And then when it goes, it, when it goes into open, it's it's cool. actually like, obviously it's five after five in the morning. Mm. But uh, yeah, slowly getting the miles in, and then half marathon next May. So plenty of time. Build up the fitness. So, yeah. Any tips, please? Uh, for those that' run, run, run often. Let me know in the comments because yeah, a bit of a novice runner. Only only took it up in lockdown, down. Try and keep the keep the keep the dad bod off kind of thing, and so yeah, looking forward to next summer. Should be really good, and I'm glad you guys are with us as well. So, all we'll mucking in, and yeah, we'll get it done, won't we?
0: Yeah, Aldi I think... already raised a decent amount of money as well. I'm not going to keep hammering it every single episode we do because it's nine months away. But, you know, I thought because we mentioned running in the heat, I've got, I've got to give Pat a shout out. Fair play to him for doing that. Yeah. Uh, although it is mental. Um, prediction time then. Let's end this, this preview with our score predictions. Now, I said I was going to be tracking our score predictions this season. Do you remember what you said last week?
1: 3
0: 0. 3 0 Villa. 3 0 Villa, you said. Uh, I said 2-1 Villa, I said I will definitely concede, um, yep. but I still thought we'd win. Uh, did I just press that button twice? Then? Sorry, no, no. there we go. Um, the actual result, obviously 2-0, so I've got it down as correct score. If you get it bang on, you get three points. Yep. If you get the correct result, so if you said 2-1 Villa, but we win 2-0, you get one point. And if you get nothing, obviously you get zero points. So, so far, both of us on zero points. <laughs> Nowhere near it, not even, the, not even the result right. So this week, Everton, first home game. What's your score prediction? And let's see how many points you're going to get in our big league table.
1: I'll try a bit of reverse psychology. I'll go 3-0 Everton, which will mean Villa will win 2-0. 3-0 Everton for me, Dan.
0: Okay, another 3-0 uh, prediction there for you. 3-0 uh,
1: away win, which should mean
0: home win. <laughs> okay, yeah. I like what you're thinking. Uh, it's going to look terrible. We'll look back on that and go, why did you predict everything to win 3-0? Yeah. Um, I'll go 1-0 Villa. Uh, I think Pat said exactly the same as well. There's a couple of two ones in the comments, 2-0 being optimistic, a one all. I do feel like it'll probably, yeah, Steve Brown, this has got 0-0 written on over it. I do okay. feel like it might fizzle out into a draw that maybe will go up ahead and they'll, they'll fight back off a counter or a set piece or something. It'll be one all in the heat and it'll just kind of fizzle out or yeah. the reverse will happen. They'll go ahead. It'll all be a bit nervous and we'll nick one back at some point. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a one all, but I'm going to go one nil Villa, get a home win, ease a little bit of the nerves. And then hopefully if we follow that up next week as well, we can all look back on Bournemouth and go, that was just a blip rather yeah. than Bournemouth being the norm. Um, We'll call it a day there, Ash. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon as always. Um, I think it's me and Matt Kendrick doing the post-match Definitely. show tomorrow. I think the yeah. the rough plan will be if it's a home game and me and Matt are there, we'll do the home games. You and me will do the away games obviously we won't have seen the game and you will because you'll have been there. Same. If you play away and it's on TV, it might be me and Matt like bang on the full-time whistle like we did it in lockdown rather than waiting for you to do the presser and stuff. We might just bolt on TV and, and jump yeah. on straight away. So Bolton, yeah, great example. Um, there's another away game on uh, on telly as well. Arsenal. Arsenal it? away yeah.
1: Wednesday well, night. So yeah.
0: If, yeah, so we might do on Wednesday night uh, when we get to games like that. But should be me and Matt. Um, some I feel weirdly nervous about the games tomorrow because if we don't win, I feel like it could get a bit messy. But one nil, three 0 Everton for you. But reverse psychology meaning Villa would do get the win in the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's see how it goes. Enjoy it if you get in there. Um, train strikes. if People didn't know about that. It's going to be a bit of a nightmare. So if you are driving, which I assume you are, you're not going to walk. No (laughs) parking. Yeah, parking's going to be difficult. Get there early, make plenty of time. Uh, Hopefully it all goes smoothly and Villa win. Uh, Ash, thanks for your time. Thanks everyone for watching. I hope you've enjoyed the match preview. We'll be back tomorrow, probably three, four o'clock, something like that. Uh, And hopefully we're talking about an Aston Villa win. Uh, Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you then.